And so it's at that point my boss said, you know, if morale doesn't improve, I'm just going to have to start beating people. And he whipped out a pair of jumper cables and... Oh, hey, I didn't see you guys there. Yeah, Welcome back to Dead Air. I don't know what it in. is, man. Like You guys need to learn some privacy. Come on, knock, please. Just showing up on our Anchor FM page like that. Anchor FM dead. Uh, Anchor FM slash dead hyphen air hyphen podcast, by the way. Come on down. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> that red Two episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. your farts register if you're in that chair. It's a really echoey chair. All right, let's get to the topic and something that I'm really excited to talk about. Our fake, uh, our new yeah, our new, movie? our new Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, do you remember where we were? But uh, I got it because I, I got it all right here. The Christmas sausage. What was your alternative title? It was like a nibble of the sausage. Something like that. I want to do something where it's a blowjob reference. Anyway, so we got the Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, I kind of like Joan Hart, the Christmas uh, sausage. And Nick uh, Lachey, uh, Chrissy Christmas, uh, Krampus. Christmas Krampus. Uh, she is the design and decoration for a charity for underprivileged African children in wheelchairs with AIDS that are also pregnant. Uh, and then we have Chuck Steak, um, who has constant slovel, wears flannel, and wallpapers his house in flannel, and is a farmer slash butcher. All right, so. Is there anyone in particular? All right, so I'm I'm going to just take a wild guess here, and assume that Chrissy is big city gal. Yeah, she's got to be, and she has to go to a small town to acquire the sausage that she needs for the annual uh, feast for the African children. But the African children don't eat it. <laughs> Fresh, locally sourced. I searched how much child porn did Jared Vogel have, and the first thing was an ad from Google saying, Warning, child abuse imagery is illegal. <laughs> if you see it, report it. Don't worry, Google, I don't want to see any naked. I just, I just want to know how much he had. I kind of want the whole like punchline of this thing to be, they do all this nice stuff for the charity, but you never hear about any of it going to the kids. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they, This feast is to bring awareness to the kids. It doesn't actually benefit the kids anyway. It just lets people know they exist. And, like, they're having a whole feast for the white people to come be like, oh, yes. Or, like, it, like it's to make them aware of it so that the rich people can laugh at them. But that's too on the nose. No, no, no. Like, all the charity does is collect pictures. Well, like, then it's And, not, like, it doesn't support them at all. Then it, it's it's literally just... Well, we're making a shitty Hallmark. I know, but, like, like we're trying to make the most generic Hallmark. We're turning this into a Dose and Fox Hallmark movie where, like, it's a satire, but, like... If you want to get a generic Hallmark movie, it needs to have feel good in that, like, one of the kids is named, like, Batuku, and <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and he's treats also him like a son. Uh, and, like, an amputee and has no arms. And, like, Chuck Steak likes him. Because we're going to make this the, the... We'll save that for when we make the Christmas cult Hallmark movie. <laughs> okay. Because this is supposed to be as generic I, as it can be. Two this is supposed to getting paid $75,000 to run that generic. What's, what's the name of the small town? Needs to be Christmas related. No, uh, no, it needs to be because Chuck Steak will hate Christmas, and then she's got to turn around. It'll be called. It'll be Humbug, North Carolina, or is that too much? A little too much. Uh, what about Hambug, North Carolina? <laughs> like it just sounds kind of like. How about Hambone? Uh, Dickens, Dickens, North Carolina. <laughs> she heads to the small town of Dickens, North Carolina, in order to go to the best butcher rancher in the state. 
on the way into town, she cuts off Chuck's steak on the highway. Or he cuts her off. You need to establish that they don't like each other. And, and we need to be on her side, so I think he should cut her off. At first you want to be like, oh, I don't like this Chuck steak guy. And then halfway through the movie you got to find out he has a heart of gold. So he cuts her off in his slow-as-hell tractor. Or he's just in the way. And, like, hey, the audience can relate, because you ever been stuck behind a harvester? Ooh, oh, man. Oh, man, Jared Fogel had kids. That worries me. <laughs> so he's in front of Chrissy and extends her travel time by several hours. Yeah, and she's, like, honking at him and shit. And then finally gets away. It gets around him. And then there's a gag of, like, when she gets to the butcher shop, finally, he's the one that opens the door, and she's like, Ooh. And then there's like a music sting. And the audience is like, oh man. After finally get around the tractor, she flips him the bird. That might be too much. It's a Hallmark movie. This is very TVG. Okay, okay. To the butcher shop, which. There's a wacky scene game. at the hotel where she checks in first. Because then you have like two or three scenes after the scene with Chuck's day because then it wouldn't make any sense if she gets right to the butcher shop and he's already there oh yeah um she <laughs> meet like her, um was it Chuck Steak's daughter or cousin or some no she checks into the inn and there's like a kooky old lady there that the audience is gonna love played by like uh Cloris Leachman by who? Clo- Cloris Leachman C-L-O-R-E-S I think so and then Leachman, and like she's she's wacky, cause or or this could we, we could have her played by Betty White, the innkeeper, and then like she's the one that says like adult shit, but like oh man, grandma shouldn't say that. Grandma uh, shouldn't that, be, or um, grandma shouldn't be like oh man, it's lit, fam. Let, let's tase like Rue McClanahan back to life and just have it be the hotel from the Golden Girls spinoff. Let's not do that. That was your idea. I'm glad I like that you shut that down yourself. <laughs> I don't think we could get we could get Rue McClanahan back. No, yeah, but I'm sure we could get a lady that sounds like her. We could get Betty White to play Betty White as Rue McClanahan as in the Christmas sausage. Uh, played by Betty White, who dispenses. Either that or the innkeeper is played by the the gay handyman from the pilot episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> he was one of the he was one of the girls initially, dude. He was just uh, straight out one of the girls. Oh, I thought he was their handyman. No, he was one of the girls. Oh, he was just one of them there? Yeah, was he, he lived younger there. younger than them? Yeah, he, no, age. he was like our age. Oh, okay. He was like in his 20s. That would have been cool if they'd have gone with it. I but think it nobody been... liked him. <laughs> what, did, what did you think about him? He didn't belong. I think it'd be fun to do a show of where it's his, like his one, big, somebody His big age. lines were... Um, Dorothy like asking, hey, what do you make? He's like, huevos rancheros. She's like, oh, just kill me now. And she walks away. And <laughs> that, that was... funny. <laughs> but that was it his... Sounds, it sounds like a good one-shot character, I'll admit. He doesn't sound like he has a lot of staying power. No, he didn't. If he, he, had, if he showed up every... If it's like once a season, Julio is here, I'd be like, oh, okay, sweet. Like when fucking Mario Lopez showed up every now and then. I'm still trying to find out how much child porn Jared will buy. Could have swore it was like fucking like 10 terabytes of fucking child porn. Alright, so she's dispensing information... She's dispensing, like, worldly wisdom for, like, the wrong situation. Melissa Joan Hart or Betty White? Uh, Betty White. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, Hart, Hart's like, oh, man, like, I don't know, is this, I, he's an asshole, but I kind of like him. 
and well, like Benny like, White leans no, in no, no, and no, and, no, and you, says, you're "Jumping the gun." No, no, like like that. This is what I want to go with. She's like, "Man, how do I get this thing?" And she like Betty, like how do I get the sausage at a reasonable price? He he doesn't want to sell it to me, and like Betty White leans in, like, "Always white, front to back, never back to front." <laughs> Well, that's hilarious. I think that's too funny for a Hallmark movie. No, I'm gonna leave that in. Like, like that's uh, like she just dispenses advice. It's for the wrong situation. Because that that that's turning it into a good movie. Because <laughs> Betty White's just like, oh, oh, never make a dildo out of wood. <laughs> no, no, you can do it if you uh, lacquer it and yeah, no, cook yeah. it right. Don't don't, don't use, use a cactus as a dildo. Don't use a broom handle. Don't use a cactus as a dildo. I learned that lesson she's the like hard comedic, way. Still like, picking out the spines. She's like comedically going crazy, and like it's funny because it's in a movie. But if it was real life, it'd be like like at the end of the movie, problem. like he's like, I got to put my mom home, <laughs> and it's Betty White. Was this the mom or is this the innkeeper? Lady? The innkeeper is his mom, but oh, okay. we don't find out until the end of the movie. Okay. Um, when it's like she needs the big reveal advice on how to get him, and she's like, "Let me tell you about my son," and everyone's like, "What?" You know? Yes. Uh, it- uh, That's what I think about your Jared full child I point I was Alexa keeps interrupting it. You just gassed yourself? <laughs> Constantly. Alexa. Alexa. She's already on there, dude. Play Despacito. Hey, now she went away. He took too long. Alexa, play Despacito. No. Okay. You can sign up anytime by saying, sign up for Amazon Music Unlimited. Here's a sample of Despacito Remix by Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, and others on Amazon Music. This comes on during the dance scene of the movie. Yes. Favorite part of Despacito is when that one guy just sounds like he's going bing 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 bong 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 without ding 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 dong ding dong without. I think he's saying actual Spanish words, but that's all it sounds like he's saying. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll work that in a little bit later. All right, so she she's at the hotel. She's at the hotel, and she's like, hmm, okay, <laughs> that lady's crazy. I need to stay away from her. All right. When she come, when she walks into the inn, Betty White's character is hanging a, hanging a buck like, like a stuffed buckhead on the on on the mantle. And then there's like a funny gag where like she says something crazy or she falls down or something like that. <laughs> I said, I think I might like him. Always right back to front. Always right front to back. Never back to front. <laughs> then she wanders off into the woods. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Chuck Steak has to go get her. By the end of the movie, she's using specially she's a, colored plates. She's in a home. He's like, I'm going to send her to a nursing home. It's called Shady Pines. Oh, shit. That's a, that's a deep lore reference from Golden Girls. As she walks in, as Betty White is hanging a deer head on the wall, Betty falls and the deer head ends up on her head like a mask. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. That's some that's some fun that's some fun Yuletide humor. Um, what what happens next? Uh, well, after the wacky scene, 
She gets pointed in the direction of the butcher shop. Oh, well, no, we need to introduce some other character. We need to introduce at least one more character. So she, she's on she the way to the butcher to shop. Her she stops at an antique not, store. Hold on. She gets to her room and calls back oh, she to calls. the main office. Oh, and then you meet Batuku because he's on the phone. She gets back to her room, calls the main office, where she calls... Man. Either that or should she have an or asshole? She talks to her best friend friend and only real uh, person helped by the charity Butuku <laughs> I would say not best friend for Butuku I, I want to say best friend for the character I was about to introduce before that scene because when she go, starts going to the butcher shop she'll she'll go to an antique store and then she can meet like a chunky a chunky lady with a big sweater who loves Christmas as much as she does played by like Melissa McCarthy's too big now, but somebody like that. Amy Schumer. Uh, still too big and too much of a bitch. People won't buy it. I mean, like, not These movies not, are for, not for long. She's going <laughs> to... She still has, like, two successful We need somebody who's, like... Bukaki. She pronounces Butuku as Bukaki. <laughs> I think, again, might be too on the nose. Okay. <laughs> All right, so she calls... What, is she, what conversation does she have with Butuku? Well, we find out his, like, sad, tragic backstory. Well, that's how we find out what the charity does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this movie will start with her driving in. This one's going to have so much editing as I pull all the typing out. I mean, you don't have to type it out. We could just, like, we are recording it. I was going to upload this somewhere so people could read it. I mean, if you want, we could actually try to write this into a full script. That's what I was uh, hoping we'd do. All right, that's fine by me. So like, I was writing down some outline. Because, like, I have a very good understanding about how these made-for-TV movies go, so I could do this pretty easily. All right, so we have another character. So yeah, uh, uh, um, after the Batuku scene where he... Uh, after he call gets center person. What? He's a, he works at a call center? Uh, no, uh, what, what, would, what would Batuku's position be? Well, I assumed he was just a child in the orphanage, in a wheelchair. Well, like, she's calling Batuku. Yeah, I assume she was just calling an African child that she takes care of, and that's okay. how you introduce the charity. Alright, Tuku is a... You don't want her to have her best friend, because then we can add a wacky best friend in the town that she meets... This has to be classic big city girl meets like be like gets one with small town America. They ain't got no big fancy mall. All right, so Butuku is an African child in a wheelchair with AIDS and is also pregnant. <laughs> despite being a boy. Despite being male. <laughs> I can't just assume Butuku's gender. Uh, well, I mean you can. Butuku's male. We're, we're establishing that now, but Butuku is also Batuka pregnant. If he was a girl. Uh, so after that scene. She'll go. She'll get directions to the butcher shop from Betty White, who's like in the middle of baking a pie that has a venison in it or something. Day. Or or she's like, I made some ice cream sandwiches, and they're just. And she's like, they're on whole wheat with lettuce. It's a joke from Grandma's Boy, but it would work for this like crazy old lady gimmick she's got going. And then on the way from the inn towards the butcher shop, because this is like a small town, so it's like one main street. She's just walking. Uh, she finds an antique shop that's like decked out with Christmas shit. So she's like, "Oh damn!" Or no, not even. It's a, it's a it's a whole Christmas store. It's one of those twenty four twenty four seven Christmas stores that exist, and it only it's it exists in this town just because like they allow it to. And it's called like Santa's Workshop. Has a Christmas uh, three sixty five called Santa's Workshop, owned by a plump but pretty comedic actress um, 
trying to think of one off the top of my head. Maybe the chick from Drop Dead Diva. Well, by the time we make this, I'm pretty sure Melissa McCarthy is gonna gonna be available. She might be too old by then, though. We want somebody around. Well, Melissa Joan Hart might be too old by then too. If we ever actually made this movie, she would work perfect in the age she is right now. What's this? What's the chick from Drop Dead Diva's name? Let's find out. Brooke Elliott. Mm. That might work. So, she's played by Melissa McCarthy. Uh, circa 2018. <laughs> well, no, circa like 2009, like when she was still famous for being in Gilmore Girls. Okay. Like a young Melissa McCarthy in Gilmore Girls is exactly what we would need for this role. If there's a comedic actress who's similar to that, perfect. And like her name is like mm, Stacy. No, that's too. That's too big city girl. We need like Mabel. Beth. Bethany or like I like Mabel or like a yeah Mabel works yeah uh, Mabel I don't we don't really need to give her a last name Mabel Buttersworth that was the first thing that popped in my head but no not, not Buttersworth. Buttersworth I mean you said it it's well that too, would, it's we, too late I already do we'll get it. sued by Mrs Buttersworth Mabel I Mabel Mabel Butters can't Maybe. believe it. <laughs> it's <laughs> not Buttersworth not <laughs> Buttersworth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's her name for the rest of this project. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say you could just make it make Mabel Butters. Nope. It's too late. I've already typed Mabel it. or Maple. Maple's too on the nose. Well, it's not really a Christmassy thing. What if she was named Maple and she was Canadian? Too on the nose. <laughs> There's got to be a Canadian out there named Maple. Uh, but anyway, right. okay. So that's when she meets. We're uh, establishing her as the new best friend. Oh, she's got a blood feud with the farmer. No, no, no. We need to have... Because his butcher shop is stinking up their shared AC. No, I feel like I feel like she shouldn't have any feelings hard or cold about... She should just be like, oh, he's hot. Because I feel like the only person who should have any bad feelings towards the butcher guy should be Melissa Jones Hart's character. Okay. Chuck, which... Um, Mabel has a crush on Chuck, which aggravates... Chrissy, but once she finds out, it's not a the, crush. She just thinks she's hot, because that that would that would lead to an emotional, that would lead to a love triangle. Guy, okay. Like she's not like trying to win his affections, but she's just like, oh, he's a hunk. Are we gonna write this script and send it to Hallmark? Is this how we're gonna make our way into in the Hollywood? Yeah. Because this feels like we're just actually in a writer's room. <laughs> it is pretty cozy. We got we got the nice crackly candle. We just need like six other dudes in an office table. No, they'd ruin it. Well, no, I mean, With, that's like, what things it... like good writing and proper plot structure and naming characters something other than Mabel, I can't believe it's not Buttersworth. <laughs> like, you pick that. <laughs> like, you're gonna name her something like Kevin. <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> What's your name? I'm Kevin. Kevin, I can't believe it's not Buttersworth. <laughs> that's her husband, Kevin. He's we'll, a, get he's a, we'll get we'll get we'll introduce Kevin as having like cancer he's aids. A, he's a lovable. We'll, we'll have Kevin have um. No, nah, he shouldn't be dying. He should just be. They should. They're a fun couple in town. No, 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 no. That's how. That's the hook that gets Chuck in with the charity, because his friend, Kevin, the African man, no, I feel like is she, now in a wheelchair with AIDS oh, no, and Kevin has and I, gotten pregnant. We, we had very different ideas about what Kevin was gonna look like. I wanted Kevin to be like a equally chunky Canadian man. Oh, I wanted Kevin to be the first black Hallmark character. No, are you crazy? 
We're not breaking down barriers here. We're writing generic <laughs> crap. I want Kevin to be the first black listen, wheelchair-bound man with AIDS who's listen, pregnant man, the on only, The only time black people can be in these movies is white people are helping them. They cannot be married to the white people. <laughs> what do you think this is? What well, Mabel, this is? Mabel might be black. What, this is what if Mabel's black? She, well, then it can't be Melissa McCarthy. It's Melissa McCarthy in blackface. We cannot put Melissa McCarthy in blackface for this movie. We can break a whole lot of boundaries, but we're not breaking that one. What if we change it? What if not Melissa McCarthy? What if we have a marketing campaign where we say it's sexist if you don't like Melissa McCarthy in blackface? We we start an ad campaign pitching Melissa McCarthy as transracial. And we get Rachel Dozel to lead the charge. We, what we do is, like, a year before this, we have we have news come out that she's transracial. So by the time this movie goes into pre-production, people are already used to it. So when it's like, Melissa McCarthy is Mabel, I can't believe it's not Buttersworth, nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, we, give her, we go all the way with the red the lipstick big, and the yeah. big white gloves. She's wearing overalls and, and every a straw time hat. <laughs> And we have her talk with the she's like oh, Chuck Chucky steak. Duck and massive. She's like Chuck Steak. I used to pick cotton out on his farm, child. <laughs> like, isn't he a? Doesn't he raise like animals for slaughter? It's well, like, now he used to grow cotton. I then went out there and picked it out for picked up the cotton myself just because I wanted to. Nothing makes me happier than picking uh, up some mighty fine cotton. Oh, we'll get um, Uncle Ruckus to play. Little Rock is from the Boondocks. That guy is a good. Uh, we'll get him. We'll get that guy. You may not know this, but he was on Blue Collar TV, the Blue King, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour sketch TV show. Good, he's funny. Yeah, Uncle Ruckus was on that. What's his name? His name is I think I want to say Kevin something, but I could be wrong about that. If he, if if we are gonna make Mabel's husband black, it should be that guy because I want somebody. I want it. I want it to be somebody who's equally Gary lovable. Anthony Williams. Oh, okay. I wanted Gary Anthony Williams to play Mabel. Okay. Wait, play Mabel? Yeah. Or his husband? Or to play Mabel. And then we can have Kevin played by Melissa McCarthy in blackface. (laughs) Break all the barriers, dude. All right. (laughs) If we're sticking to the generic thing, we could totally cast him as Kevin. He's the one black guy in town. He's the one black guy in town, and he's wheelchair-bound. But nobody mentions him being the one black guy in town, because they all love equality. Yeah. Uh, He's wheelchair-bound. He has a... No. no, now we're going. Now we're going too far. And then, and then the the big catalyst for getting Chuck Stake into the charity is that Kevin inexplicably becomes pregnant. Uh, no, now we're going. Now we're going. So too that far. that way, uh, Chrissy's like, I help people like him, African people, making, who are, are wheelchair bound with AIDS and are also. Now we're making Kevin too big of a player in the plot. We need Kevin to be. He shows up because like, like he shows up. It's in like those, one of those scenes. fucking plots where it's like I want, I want Chuck to be like a loner. He doesn't talk to anybody in town. You know what I mean, though, right? Because there's the, always the movie where they have to help Grandpa, like s- like slow the fuck down, pull his balls and s- out of the toilet bowl. No, <laughs> <laughs> like because he's he's ran the Christmas thing for the last forty years. And now his heart's giving out because he's fat as shit because he wants to be a good Santa. Is that a movie? Yeah, I watched that fucking movie. Oh. It was on Hallmark. And the grandpa was playing Santa. Cholesterol. He, he was like 70. And the do- and he had a heart attack and a broken leg. Because like, he's on the roof? 
I don't know. I I, I zoned he out. I missed, missed that part. <laughs> like he broke attack. his arm and he kept trying to do the Christmas things. And the doctor was like, "You gotta stop." And then he had a heart attack. And the doctor was like, "You gotta stop, or you're gonna die, he was like, you I'm idiot." Getting in that chimney. And he just kept like showing up at One the, the work sites to try and help. And everyone would be like, "No, sit the fuck down." And he was getting all depressed. And that was the catalyst. Is like, how do we include Grandpa who's dying in in front of our eyes? And won't be well enough to be Santa. Like, how do we do that? And that was the movie. Well, that's not the kind we're making. We're just, okay, so you don't want to have this one's Kevin a Christmas romance have, with some heartstring tugging. Okay, so Kevin's not so, wheelchair bound Kevin with AIDS. Bound. That's, that's making with Kevin AIDS. Too big a you're forgetting yeah, the AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, that's making Kevin too big in the plot. If Kevin's gonna show up and he's a black man, we're, that's cool, but he needs to he needs to only show up for a couple scenes. Like him and Mabel need to be like, we're making Christmas cookies and like wacky shit like that. Like, I want Chuck Steak to be a loner on his farm, and that's that makes him extra hot because he doesn't really know anybody and mysterious for the ladies. Okay. So now we're at the Chuck Steak introduction scene. We've only seen him once uh, in the opening credits when he she got stuck behind him. So as far as we got, Mabel thinks that Chuck is hot, which aggravates Chrissy once she finds out it's the guy who slowed her down. Mm. Yeah, that works. Um, and we can add Kevin. Chrissy then chews out. I'm totally done to have Kevin played by Gary Chuck. Anthony Williams just because uh, that guy needs more work. He's a great actor. Right, let me uh, add in um, Kevin, the equally Mabel. the equally chunky and lovable husband of Mabel. They're the they're the resident best friends for Chrissy while she's in the town. Her only other best friend is Batuku. We say, <laughs> what I was imagining when we started talking about Batuku was just like she calls him in her room and he has like for some reason in my mind he had a really big '80s cell phone <laughs> and he's in a wheelchair with a cast on his leg <laughs> and he's like all emaciated, <laughs> but he's in like a big office building. Because like they're take it's the charity and he like, still got like the tribal like full tribal outfit they wouldn't yeah because like, that way you know he's and African. like ah oh, and she like she's going on about her problems he's like when can I go home and see my family <laughs> no that's if that's if we're he's like we're oh 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 Bukaki you can't go home you you live with us in civilization now I lived in Johannesburg y'all dressed me like this in perfect English. Well, they, they kidnapped him. But save that for the for the other one we were doing. Right, right, right. the, uh, the, the cult one. A very culty Christmas. Uh, Chuck out. Uh, Chrissy then chews Chuck well, no, out. No, and she doesn't just start chewing him out because that would make her too mean. They start arguing because uh, they realize who each other are. And so they like they start arguing with each other about their thing. And then she talks about wanting the sausage for free no 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 because that doesn't happen yet oh she, uh, she storms out when she's mad uh, she storms off and waits in front of the butcher shop let me finish typing this out and I'll get to civilization it civilization now <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like I'm from Johannesburg you fuck <laughs> well yeah that's where they hunt with baboon leather whips <laughs> Is that one of the things Rachel Dazzle said? Yes, she lived in teepee in Johannesburg. I remember she said she hunted with bows and arrows. Did she say baboon leather whips? I could have sworn she said and baboon she, leather whips. If she whips. didn't, it's now canon in the, in the <laughs> deep lore of Rachel Dazzle's life. Uh, so she gets to the butcher shop, uh, storms off, and, uh, and is in front of the butcher shop. Chuck walks up 
and like she's like what do you have anything better to do than, than just follow me around he's like I'm just opening my store and he walks in and she's like shit oh okay yeah okay that's like they meet yeah on the streets I get that I get what you're going that's a good that's a good bit because like in all the time she's taken checking into the hotel and talking to the not so buttersworths <laughs> he, he rides up on the harvester that he rode into town for some reason and parks it in the back of the yeah. shop <laughs> so, no so he just drives as, up in his like Ford okay yeah I think the idea that he drives a harvester into town, he's like, this is the only vehicle I have. And it's like, doesn't this cost like $30,000 in diesel? And he's like, yes. I should really just buy a fucking truck. Oh, Chuck tells her like, he's opening a shop to, and he's waiting for the charity person to arrive because they both don't know at, the, at that moment. Like, this is the big reveal. Hmm. Well, I feel like if he, if he knows the charity person's coming, then that... Um... Well, he just thinks she's just some like bitchy out-of-towner. Yeah, I feel like he should. Like, that's just, where I want to go. With I him. feel like he should just say he has a meeting, and like it turns out that the crazy, the kooky mom is the one that planned the charity thing because Chuck didn't plan any charity business. Like he he does this for profit. Right, give me give me a sec. Gotta... He's a big meat farmer. Oh, so uh, the charity's working with the not so Buttersworths? No, no, no. Like the kooky mom is the one that. Uh, oh, Betty White. The, yeah, like it, late late. I almost said late game. Late game reveal <laughs> in this RPG we're playing. Like, a late movie reveal is that, uh, after the same scene where it's revealed that she's the mom, she's the one that called in for the don- the donation to the charity, because she thought it'd be nice, but Chuck didn't give a shit. And then mom was like, oh, there's someone coming, like, from the big city to do business with you, oh, so, so he thinks they're coming to buy the sausage. Oh, I, I don't want like, because uh, I'm, I'm still, like, basing it off that five, this whole movie off that five to ten minutes I saw. Where they just showed up trying to take a giant tree. Well, yeah, they just like they, they, he didn't have any. So, I, so I was having her be. I wanted her to be like. Maybe oh, he knows that. She, maybe, maybe he knows that she's from a charity, but she, he thinks she's gonna do business. Like she's gonna buy the sausage. Uh, I, like I want that to play out in the scene, like near the middle to the end of it. But at the opening, I don't want Chuck to know that she's the charity no yeah that yes she doesn't know she's the charity so but that, like, like at this point I'm saying she's like, like he's waiting for his well, meeting because like if he, if he says like i'm waiting for a charity person yeah he's like, waiting for someone from a charity to come see me so i'm gonna ask you to leave so that she uh, so that they're that, not he doesn't even say off. that though he just says he has like a, a meeting with uh, someone important because if he says charity you gotta think about how people might view it they'll be like oh so he's not a bad guy they don't they, they shouldn't be thinking that until act two Act two is when we start establishing, like, there's a scene where Chuck takes care of a, of a calf that's legs hurt, and she's like, oh, and the audience is like, oh, <laughs> and then there's like a gag where Melissa Joan Hart, or I mean, <clears throat> Melissa McCarthy. Oh, got two Melissas in this movie. Well, how how are we gonna like, like, because uh, do we write out this conversation or do we write out just the beat for beat and we figure out the dialogue later? Well, for right now, we're just doing an outline, so... Alright, so she, Chuck says, I'm waiting for the meeting. Then he goes in the store, and then she comes in the store, talking, like, asking about what meeting, and then he says, like, some uh, some big city uh, organization or something, and she's like, oh, I think that's me. And then he's like, what? And then that's when she's like, yeah, we wanted you to donate Christmas sausage, because <laughs> that's a thing in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I don't do donations. You have to pay. And she's like, much like the movie you're basing this off. She like demands she, she, it. She asks slash 
demands the sausage. Like, both of them are being ridiculous. This is the... Shark quotes, uh, high price. And then... Chrissy says... I'm putting this in quotes because I want it. Most people are just happy to donate. I hate that line so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, then, uh... After demanding, he'll be like, I don't do business unless there's money involved, and she'll storm out. Uh, cut to from there. I would say she's back at the end. Does she storm out? Do we have that? She storms out, yeah, because he, he's like, I don't do business unless money's involved. And then she's like, oh, what should, should be? Oh, uh, can we, like, can oh, we have like, it? Oh. The big reveal be that he she's got like, sued over some, like, supposedly bad sausage by a smaller charity and now he refuses to do anything. It's like an all sales or final thing. No, or, I, feel or like some the, I feel like, like we're adding too, plot, like we're too many plot threads there. Because that's like another plot thread of like Chuck having a dark backstory. I like the only da- the only dark backstory he should have is that like he's like, yeah, my mom's going getting worse, and then ever since my dad died on uh, I don't know on Christmas on Christmas <laughs> yeah he died on Christmas uh, doing something like semi heroic. That's why he doesn't like Christmas. His dad died, uh... No, his dad just... Died. Like, he just... <laughs> or you, he just shat himself up <laughs> Or it's like Gremlins, where, like, Phoebe Cates' dad died pretending to be Santa, and he fell in the chimney and broke his neck. This is not Gremlins, though. I like that. He, his dad fell down the chimney and broke his neck trying to be Santa. Mm. That's, in, that's in Gremlins, yeah. Well, let's not use it in this, though. I don't think it's this... Because that's... Gremlins is very dark humor, so it works in that movie. But if I'm, like, in the middle of this movie, he's just like, yeah, yeah my, my dad broke his neck on Christmas. But, yeah, he... Found him trying to suck his own dick. He just, Yeah, his dad just died on Christmas, like, of cancer or something. And then, like, now his he's dad, like, my mom's oh, getting... Oh, Chuck is of mixed race, and his dad was a wheelchair found <laughs> no, African. No, 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 no. And his dad no. died of AIDS. <laughs> no. Because Nick the shit isn't, like, biracial at all. <laughs> well, he's, like, um, logic... Oh, well, well, still, Logic looks somewhat biracial. If you look real at his features, you can be like, oh, yeah, he's, he's like that um, lady's kid um, who both her and her husband are black, and her daughter is just a ginger white person. Like, Do you know, have you seen that? I've seen those twins where one of like they're they're perfect genetic twins, but one of them's black with curly hair and one of them's white with ginger, straight hair. But I think their mom and dad were white and black. But yeah, he hates Christmas because his dad died on Christmas. His mom, and his mom's gotten worse than since then. That's all he says. But that'll be like an act two. We need to keep going in act one. Let's see if I can find this real quick. But basically, because like it was this lady who's um, we established has a white child, and it's really fucking weird because she's like both her parents are black. Like it's been genetically proven. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. We established that Chuck doesn't like Christmas in that scene. All right, let me um, go back to the uh, Chuck thing. Chuck, the character thing. Dad. Because he needs to learn to love Christmas in this movie. Love Christmas, Christmas again. helping his mom. Yeah, all he mentions is like, uh, like that'll be in Act 2, though. We'll get to that later. So uh, this is still Act 1. She storms out uh, after he refuses, and then... Should we cut back to the end, or should we cut back to the antique shop? Or no, we'll cut back to the end, and Melissa McCarthy is there visiting the old lady, Betty White. And we can have Kevin Kevin there, too. Mm, If we're going to have Kevin as a character. is visiting 
baby. Wait. So, like, she storms in complaining about Chuck. This is where we talk about how how she talks about he's a hottie or whatever. And Melissa Joan Hart is like, he's not a hottie. He's a, <laughs> he's a naughty. He's a thotty. <laughs> I wanted to fucking kill myself while I said that. <laughs> uh, I'm in the same boat. I wanted to kill you too. <laughs> Uh, this is a funny story from work One for like very small one time I was like fuck yeah Richard you ready to work and my friend Richard's like fuck yeah I want to kill myself <laughs> <laughs> that was me this morning was the very, as I downed that was the very beginning of the shift in like four hours I downed like four shots of espresso worth of caffeine I also had this dream I mixed regular coffee with a double espresso shot yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. I feel like garbage. Um, I drank like 30 ounces of coffee today. I had this dream a couple weeks ago. I'm not okay, dude. <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, I had this dream a couple weeks ago that I was at my job, but it was like at a different factory that was, uh, like the color scheme was all blue and there was water everywhere. And I was cleaning up the water with Richard and Casey, who I work with, who I've mentioned before. And like I'm cleaning up the water and then I go around a corner and then, like, two minutes later, they come around the corner, and Casey's, like, wearing his normal outfit and laughing. And then Richard's wearing his normal outfit, but he's shirtless. And I'm, and then, like, I go, Richard, why are you shirtless? And he goes, because I get shit done. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> All right. It's my favorite dreams of that. All right, so um, where should we go from there? Uh, Mabel's uh, visiting by what Christy Storms isn't complaining. Mabel comments that Chuck is a hottie. And Betty, Betty White's still dishing out comments that he's a thotty. <laughs> yeah, she's still dishing out like insane person, but she needs and to be completely insane. Also tells her not to <laughs> wipe back to front. She needs to be dishing out weird shit until like the end. The until like the big advice where she's like, yeah, tells, where like, she actually tells. Maybe good you just advice. need to give him some space and acknowledge his feelings. Yeah, and yeah. she's just like, and Chrissy just stares at her, surprised that she has good advice, and just like, and then she's like, you know, it's really uncomfortable. She's like, you know, that's actually good advice. Uh, and then she's like, uh, just she's flick like, his actually, pendulum, you know. That's actually good advice, ma'am. And then like Betty White's like, oh, you know what my mother always said, don't pluck the chicken. Unless she, she's nobody, like, no, Betty White just screams. <laughs> like, the like top the, of her lungs. Like the voice yeah, my mom what, always gave me. <laughs> She starts autistically screeching. No, no, like like <laughs> screaming in twisted agony. Just, <laughs> yeah, she got hit by a train. That's how she died. <laughs> oh, what a sad time. Just like walks. Mother, it was like my mother's last words. Ah, uh, I remember. She was run over by a train. I remember, like, Having a good the, night, the, dear. Ne- the next advice that Betty White gives is, well, it's like what my grandpa said before he kicked the bucket. Hey, you want to see how this fucking kicked this bucket? <laughs> It's a classic. <laughs> and that, uh, like that, I want to go with that route. She doesn't give any actual advice till that last, the last scene before she reveals her feelings to Chuck. Yeah, like that's what that's what pushes her over the edge and make uh, like she's doing the. Hold on. Oh. Um. <clears throat> all right. That'll and then after the scene where she right, talks. Let me, about let me let me let uh, me because we had to take a quick 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 break. Uh, back at the end, Mabel is visiting Betty White. Chrissy storms in, complaining. Mabel comments that Chuck is a hottie, and Betty comments that he's a thotty, and tells her not to wipe back to front. Uh, then she complains about him some more. All of the advice like, has to come in at the end. 
And that one, and then uh, she's Melissa Joan Hart's like, no, oh, oh god, all this advice needs to lead up to her being like okay at like taking care of the sick calf. Melissa Joan Hart has to be like, uh, I, I like, I know how to deal with people like him. And that'll cut to the next day. Uh, she's gonna like Chuck's walking into the shop, and she has like. I feel like she should bring him a gift basket of Christmas shit to try and win him over. And that leads to him doing, like, a comedic, like... She's like, here, I brought you this to make amends. And then he picks it up and, like, walks over and throws it in a trash can. And that's when he reveals, like, he doesn't like... He doesn't like Christmas. That's where you find that out. This honestly just feels like we're working for Hallmark now. <laughs> I feel like if we actually write the script, we should send it to Hallmark and see... They might be like, can you take out the back-to-front part? <laughs> And the fact that her name's can't believe it's not Buttersworth. Alright, uh, the next oh. day Chrissy walks into the sh- uh, shop with a basket of Christmas shit as a peace offering and Chuck throws it in the trash with an offhand comment that it's unsanitary in his workspace and starts to clean the counter. Yes, that works. And uh, he'll have to do some reveal that he doesn't like Christmas in there. Uh, that's that's the argument they have over the basket of Christmas shit going Okay, yeah, yeah, that's another character building scene. Uh, we're they're, getting we're getting pretty okay at this. This is just this is working in a writer's room, dude. That's what we're doing. All we need is like th- like two Jewish guys with computers sitting there also writing ideas down, <laughs> and we're pretty much in a, an actual writer's room. No, no. Chuck just reveals that he hates Christmas because she's going around like bitching in town, talking to Butuku, and Butuku just wants to go home. Like she's ignoring this, and like the townspeople over here, and, and like pull her aside, and like his dad died on Christmas, and his mom is losing her mind, and all that's keeping her to this. No, no, we can't have to this is the hotel. She's no, 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 we can't have the town reveal that he has to reveal that. They need to connect emotionally on that point. The town just needs to be like, or like, or like it's Mabel that reveals it. No, Chuck has to reveal that in like a moment of weakness. That that's how the audience starts feeling for him. Okay, but like, is it during this exact audience, this exact audience, this exact meeting, or is it? No, no, no. no. That's that's gonna be like late act, late, or early act two. All right, so we, so he just hates Christmas in this. Yeah, like he's he basically just says he doesn't like Christmas, and uh, anytime she asks, like, if she asks Mabel, Mabel's like, well, he's had some. Anytime, bad oh, anytime. Chrissy keeps prodding at him, prodding until Chuck throws her out of the shop. And then I wrote Chuck, C H R U C K. Mabel, Mabel can reveal that something bad happened to Chuck on Christmas, but she can't reveal that it's that his dad died, because that that needs to be done by Chuck himself during the emotional scene, the same one where he like nurses a calf back to health or whatever. So like, how are we gonna lead into this relationship blossoming? We got we got Act One pretty much done. We're getting into the meat, and to figure out where Act Two is gonna take us. I know how Act Two is gonna end. Well, maybe. Oh, um, well, she like it's the relationship starts over. She's like, I'm sorry, I came on strong. Some of these things are very important to me. I want to make it up to you. No, she can't. Uh, be- what do you say? Like, I, I we go ice skating or something. No, I feel like that's too on the nose. She needs to. Apologizing's good. Oh, she like uh, she apologizes and she says tries that... to go to the butcher shop the next day, uh, but it's closed and she, so she asks Mabel, uh, "Where's Chuck?" And she's like, "Oh, he's probably at his farm." And give him the address. 
and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what's wrong with what's up with you, yeah, Chuck yeah, Steak. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And and she starts I'll helping him with the farm. Figure out what's up with you, Chuck Steak. <laughs> Come on, Mabel. I can't believe it's not Buttersworth. <laughs> Chuck Steak sure is grounded. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> He's so lean. Oh, man. Or fat, and I could go both ways. Yeah, but I like that. The, the, she needs to go to the farm to find out what's wrong. I think it's too early to do the calf raising scene, but... Well, no, like, she's doing farm work and helping with the calf. Well, like, and then, gonna... No, like, she does the calf raising scene, but later on the calf gets sick, and so she, like, rushes yeah, no. She rushes there immediately when she comes We're still too early out. for that. The first day she goes to the farm, well, like, it needs like... to be, like, he's working there. And he's like, well, what are you doing here? This is my private <laughs> okay. property. And then uh, she's like, I just came because... I heard, I heard that you don't like Christmas because something bad happened. And then he's like, well, look, that's my business. Like, get off my farm. I was like, no, I want to work here. She's like, I want to prove to you that like, I'm fucking worth the secret. Yeah, she's like, I don't even... She's like, this isn't even about the charity. I just want to help you. Oh, he, may, he he degrades her for being city. Uh, yeah, it. we could work that in there at some point. Uh, but I don't even want her to work on... Like, eh, working on the farm, that works, yeah. We could do that. There needs to be an ice skating scene in there somewhere. Well, like, the whole thing... Because it's like city, the, city versus that's farm. Because sec- I, want, I want that to be, like, part of the arguments. The second time... The second time she goes to the farm, there'll be the ice skating scene. That's the big emotional scene. The right. first time she goes to the farm, she works all day with him. And um, he's giving her, like, menial, like, peasant shit. Like, like she's a very difficult a, task. There's a scene where she has to shovel manure while wearing Gucci boots. Like, classic classic Hallmark humor. She's wearing really fancy boots, and she has to shovel manure. Classic. That's gonna get a laugh out of any middle-aged mom. Alright, right, heads over to the... It's a montage scene. There's a happy pop song. There's a Christmas song done by a, a pop singer that no one cares about anymore. Fuck it, Maya. Put Maya in there. Uh, no, I, I haven't typed a lot of this out because <laughs> I, like I was I was spitballing with you real quick. Okay, yeah. Uh, Christy heads over to the farm where Chuck is working and tells her to fuck off. <laughs> Christy demands to try well, she, to win him over. She apologizes first. That, like, you want her to play the upper. She's like, I apologize for being too demanding, but I'm gonna. I've come here to show you that I'm that. And this asks for yeah. a chance to win him over. Chuck tells her he tells her she he because Chrissy's a man now. <laughs> Still played by Melissa Joan Hart. She's a she's a. We fem- just like bind her chest and like put it. like um, a, an eight pack of hot dogs on her pants. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Shove that shit in there. Like get some rubber bands Turns and, and like the bind them up. Sausage. <laughs> oh, oh! Air five uh, tells her she can help and a so it'll be like a... of her doing hard labor, which she fucks up. <laughs> she fucks up, but then she slowly Please. gets okay at it. Like throughout the day, like when she first tries to milk a cow, it's like all fucked, and then. By the end of the day, she like there's a scene like she like pets the cow and it's funny because she's like treating the cow like it's a lady, and then like she shuffles a manure and fancy boots, and uh, I'm not gonna write all the details. No, down, yeah, but like I'm that, just saying yeah. that's all the stuff for the audience listening at home. They're getting that mind theater. So then by the end of the day, she's like, exhausted and covered in crap, and he's like, he's starting to like her. So he's like, yeah, you know what? Come back tomorrow, and I'll I'm, this change my mind a little bit. That's not the exact dialogue, but that's the gist of it. So, uh, from there, 
That's getting a nag too. No, we got we got some good ground. Uh, from there, uh, let's stop. We should be we should be professional writers, dude. Because that that was pretty. I could easily do that for eight hours. We could have this movie planned out. Well, I mean, like, it w- like would it work with anyone besides me though? Because I'm over here with fucking Mrs. I can't believe it's not Buttersworth. Well, see, I'm here to maintain your credibility. So maintain like, my credibility. So, like, when we actually that's, turn that's it... That's startlingly accurate. When, when we actually turn it into homework, we would change her name from Not So Buttersworth to... I, I still think her name being just Mabel Butters would probably work. It's kind of a funny name, and it's funny because she's like She like, like sells butter cookies. And yeah. Like, and like, her whole gag is that she's fat. We can have her play by We don't want it to be too mean, Oh, no, she's Paula Deen. Yeah, she's yeah okay, perfect. Like, like yeah. she's literally Paula Deen. We've like, had her play yeah, by we Paula can Dean. cast Paula Deen as her. That's probably that's probably good, and that would make more sense as to why she's friends with the elderly shop owner. <laughs> and she's married to Gary Anthony Williams, which is ironic considering she said the N word like forty years ago now. Well, that's why we want to make sure everyone knows that Paula Deen's not racist, which honestly I don't think she is really that racist. She said the N word forty years ago, but. First off, both of us have, not in a malicious way. We did like five minutes ago. Yeah, well, I said nigga. Right, not that hard R. Gets that hard R that makes the difference. But even we've said that as a joke, but that's because, like, I honestly find that word really funny because, like, it's a racial slur, but, like. It's also a a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood or a racial slur, and there's no in between. It's one one letter away from being a lovable stuffed tiger who bounces on his tail. Alright, uh, do you want me to read everything we have so far? This is, I, I, are, are we going to do two episodes of this No, we're going we're gonna to keep going until we finish this movie. Today? No. Oh, okay. No, no like, I was gonna I, say, as like, we record, we're going to, like, this is going to be a segment we do. I feel like if between this episode and the next one, we'll have enough for the whole movie, and then that can be our Christmas special, is these two episodes. I was actually kind of hoping, like, we continue to refine it as the, as the episode, like, we do, like, a 20-minute spot where we do this. For like each show, like even well into February. Yeah, like at, like it, as we continue to do this, we like refine it until we have a full script, and then we put it up somewhere. Mm. Well, I mean, we could actually just send it to Hallmark. I guarantee you, they're probably always looking for movies. Do you want to? We could write a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I don't mind. All right, well, here we go. We're writing do you want to write it under pseudonyms, or do you want it to be no, a Dose, well, and, Dose Fox. and Fox, the Dead Air Boy, the Dead Air Boys? <laughs> so it'd be Nick Fox and Dose, and people watching at home are like, that guy's name's just Dose. <laughs> Yeah. Don't you want your professional credit to just be dose? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we're gonna do it. Gonna, I remember putting. Look the real, out, Hallmark. I would put the real name, your real name, on the script for Dead Air, and you were like, "No, just dose." <laughs> All right, but there we go. Uh, do you want me to go through what? Because uh, yeah, this is what the first act, right? Yeah, we finished Act One. Going uh, act Chrissy two. is a big city gal on a mission to get fresh, locally sourced sausage for the fundraiser, <laughs> and none to send to the children. She heads to the small town of Dickens, North Carolina. And none to send to the children. That's good, yeah. Uh, in order That's... to go to the best butcher slash rancher in the state. On the way into town, Chuck Steak is in front of Chrissy in his slow-as-hell tractor, extending her travel time by several hours. After finally getting to the inn... I mean, put that second in in in. Uh, she meets a kooky old lady, played by Betty White, who dispenses advice that is wrong for the situation. Excuse me. As she walks in, as Betty White is hanging a deer on the wall, Betty White falls and the deer head ends up on her head like a mask. She gets she gets to her room and calls back to the main office where she talks to the only real person. Uh, 
because this extended off the edge. The only real person helped by the charity, Butuku. <laughs> this conversation is how she find uh, how we find out about her <laughs> yeah, charity. I imagine Butuku on a, a comedically big cell phone from like 1988. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, <laughs> in the finished film, I don't think you have that. But in my mind, he's just this deformed malnourished African kid with a big aim cell phone. <laughs> like, you see 2020 12 posters in the background? Oh, man. I, um, this conversation was how we find out about her charity work. The next day, she gets directions from Betty White to the butcher shop. Betty gives her an ice cream sandwich made on whole wheat with lettuce and light mustard. <laughs> Perfect. That's as a she, good gag. As she heads in t- in, uh, into town down the main street, she passes a Christmas 365 store called Santa's Workshop owned by a plump but pretty comedic actress. Melissa McCarthy, circa 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mabel. Mabel, I can't believe it's not Buttersworth. <laughs> Mabel thinks that Chuck is hot, which aggravates Chrissy once she finds out it's the guy who slowed her down. Chrissy then gets into an argument with Chuck about the previous day. Chrissy storms off and waits in front of the butcher shop. Chuck walks up and Chrissy's, Chrissy accuses him of following her. Chuck tells her he's opening a shop and, it, and is waiting for his meeting with someone important. Chrissy then gets into an argument with Chuck about the pre- uh, I already read that. Chrissy follows him in and asks about the meeting. Chuck responds it's for an out-of-town charity. Chrissy says it's her and demands slash asks the sausage- uh, asks slash demands the sausage. Chuck quotes a high price. Chrissy says most people are just happy to donate. Chuck says I don't do business unless there's money involved. Chrissy storms out. Back at the inn, Mabel is visiting Betty White. Chrissy storms in, complaining. Mabel comments that Chuck is a hottie, and Betty comments that he's a thotty. And also tells her not to wipe back to front. <laughs> Chrissy says she knows how to deal with people like him. Back at the inn, Mabel is visiting Betty White. Uh, I already read that. Uh, the next day, Chrissy walks into the shop with with a... Put that space in there. We take away that second space <laughs> after the letter A. <laughs> the next day, Chrissy walks in... Uh, into the shop with a basket of Christmas shit as a peace offering and Chuck throws it in the trash with an offhand comment that it's unsanitary in his workspace and starts to clean the counter. Chrissy starts an argument over this uh, uh, and put that D in during. This argument, Chuck reveals he hates Christmas. Chrissy keeps prodding uh, until Chuck throws her out of the butcher shop. She retreats to the Christmas shop to talk to Mabel, where Mabel reveals that something happened, but refuses to gay specifics. Let me just put that V in there. <laughs> refuses to gay. <laughs> uh, Chrissy returns the next day to talk to Chuck to find the shop closed. Mabel tells her he's at his farm. Chrissy heads over to the farm where Chuck is working and tells her to fuck off. Chrissy apologizes to Chuck and asks for a chance to win him over. Chuck tells her she can help and a montage of her doing hard labor which she fucks up plays. She slowly gets okay over the course of it. At the end of the day, she does okay and Chuck invites her back, starting to get over his apprehension. So yeah, that's the end of Act 1. That's that's legit, yeah. We got like an actual homework movie going. I don't know. We gotta... Well, Kevin's got... Hasn't been introduced. He's just a character off to the side. Well, you, you can introduce him with Mabel in the beginning, and then he's... They're a package deal. Like, if Mabel's in a scene, Kevin's not far behind. Mm-hmm. Then you can have the whole, like, he's a hottie gag, and then Kevin's like, hey... Oh, hey, oh he's a hottie, and Kevin walks in more like a hottie. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Mm-hmm. And then Betty White comes in, like... And then, like my mom always said, never wipe front to back. Okay, schmack it. Or back to front, actually. I get that confused. Luckily, I'm not a female. 
I mean, if if you did it the other way, you'd get shit on your balls. <laughs> don't worry, I don't. That's not a natural. All right, well, way there we go. We have Act One of the Christmas sausage. Act One of the Christmas sausage is finished. Uh, do you have anything else you want to go on about, or are we? You do realize once we finish the script, we're gonna have to do a table read, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to get people in. Oh uh, no, we'll we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, we can do it with just us. I can be Kevin. I'll you be play me. Mabel. And then I'll, uh, I'll Do you want to be Chuck or you want me to be Chuck? Yeah, you be Chuck. I'll be Chrissy. Yeah, because you watched that movie with that lady, so. God, she looked like she just was a bitch, dude. Depending on if this movie. She literally looked at him and said, "Well, most people are just happy to donate this like thirty foot Douglas fur, <laughs> like." No, that shit took sixty years. Yeah, this one, this is this is a little more reasonable because it's for like meat, but uh, yeah, like it's a lot of meat she's getting for this fundraiser. I like the addition that it's not going to the children. (laughs) It's not. That's that's just subtle enough to get in there. Like if we make it too on the nose, where it's like Batuku tries to grab the sausage, she's like Batuku, no, (laughs) that's for the fundraisers. Here's your here's your government funded Red Cross nutrition bar for 24 hours. It's just like a fucking green chunk of fucking grains and fibers. He just picks it up and just and multivitamins. Like, like puts it between his like teeth and as like it breaks and like a puff of like smoke comes out from the breaking. It's the dust and he just sits there crying as just you hear. Can I have some water for this, Miss Chrissy? Miss Chrissy? No, Batuku. That's for the people. That's for the fundraiser. And then Mabel, I can't believe it's not Buttersworth, offers some margarine. Eh. And he's like, so, yeah. you know what I'll do to my malnourished heart? I'll die. So yeah, we got some good characters. This is good. This is We basically just worked in a writer's room for an hour. I'm happy with it. Yeah, it was fun. I could see why people work like this job. Alright, you good? Yeah. That's, do you have any closing thoughts? Stay tuned for Act 2 and later on Act 3. of And then us actually going through and refining everything and putting in set direction. And the eventual table read of the uh, Christmas sausage. The, yeah, it, that, I think that's the issue. It most part. definitely will probably not be done until like Christmas next year. Or hopefully it could be like a half halfway Christmas thing. Celebrate half oh, Christmas. We can, uh, let's try and bust it out and have Christmas in July. Yeah, so like Hallmark. They do do that now. <laughs> Alright. Bye, everybody. Bye. Alright, so then my boss gets the jumper cables.